This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. <laughs> I do have a premise for today if you want to go along the journey with me. I'm always here to go on the journey with you. And I think who else to ask but someone like yourself. But um, I was giving this some thought. I was talking to a director the other day by the name of Joe Deb or Johnny Jonathan Despians. Yeah. Who's a, yeah. You know, great music video director, but also just great director in, in general. Yeah, great director. Great director. And uh, we got on the subject of original ideas and like, okay, what is sort of an original idea? And he he made some really good points where he was like, you know, originality does not equate a good idea. Do you know what I mean? Like an original idea is not yeah. and is not always a good idea because at, right. the, at the end of the day, you have to communicate to an audience. And if that is sort of like, if that's not being achieved with your original idea, then it's not a good idea. But I don't know, man. I thought um, it just, the conversation just kind of challenged me a little bit of like, um, you know, Jonathan is like, his like, default stage when he comes into a project feels like feels like an original idea at the forefront where I feel like myself, maybe a lot of other directors have to like work into a, an original idea. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Is this interesting to you at all? It is interesting to me. Um, so I get, and I, th- I think you strike me as a person who probably is closer to that default stage of like, I think you're, and maybe it's not as easy as, as you would like it to be, but I feel like your sort of default point of view is this like, um, original sort of ethos, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. but I, I think the broader question, and maybe we could just start here is like, do you, are you, when you find a project or you you get a project or commercial or, I mean, not necessarily commercial, but more like short film or music video. Do you think about being original? Hmm. I think about not being bored. That's interesting. Like while you're making it or like, yeah, as putting yourself in the point of view of like a a viewer watching. No, no, no. I mean, totally as the person who's going to be making this. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's a part of me that kind of has to like, uh, like, like come alive to make it, you know? Um, I, I do have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, I feel like the main thing for me is like, I want to make sure I answer your question though. The, the the question that you posed was do do I like 
you go into something trying to find an original idea or maybe it's something just maybe it happens in the process or something uh, like what's your when you, what's your brain state when you're going into something is it yeah sort of sure an origin I need to be I, this need to be you know singular in your idea hmm I don't think so I, I would like to say no to that but I haven't thought about it like the way you're asking it so I'm not sure if it would be truthful to say no um I want to be like, oh, no, I don't consider whether it's original or not. I'm just ooze originality. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> that's what I want to say. Um, I do think there's a part of me that's like, and we've had this conversation before, you and I, because I've, I've, I've had trouble with like a music video brief or, or something, and I'm like, dude, any idea what I should, what I should do? Yeah, you right. know, the song's called like... Um, uh, <sighs> <laughs> like the song's called like driving in my car. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sure this is this. Most people probably think like this, but I'm like, okay, obviously the video can't have a car in it. Like you go opposite. Like that's your immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I'm like, like maybe okay, not now, opposite, but just not obvious. I guess, I guess. And again, I'm not like patting myself on the back. No, for this that. is good. I just this am, is good for people to hear. Don't, don't judge yourself. I, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just immediately like, there are things that I cross off the list of possibilities, you know? Right. Um, I do the same. And, yeah. and so, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well it can't be that. So sometimes it's fun when a song is really literal and then the, the visual interpretation of it is like, definitely not um that that actually makes things a bit easier when when there's like uh the song's a bit more like ethereal and maybe vague and and what it's referencing or talking about or whatever um sometimes knowing where to start is harder yeah does that make sense yeah because because it's like there's not an area that's like okay well i'm not going to go that direction it's like sometimes everything's kind of in play and that it's a hard place to find a starting point um, so yeah, I mean, my, my theory, and this is not like a theory that I came up with or whatever. It's definitely like kind of a shared theory, theory across different mediums. But, uh, and I know that we've probably talked about this at some point too, but I kind of like get annoyed with the whole, like, there's no, there's not like a original, excuse me. There's not like an original idea under the sun or whatever. It's like, like everything's being of. like recreated in some way. I just like think that's a boring thing to talk about. Like I kind of get it, but like it just, the, the notion of that feels like limiting, but I, I also appreciate the fact that, um, it's probably true. So I think, I think my, so kind of my stance on it is like, and I think I heard this like a design conference and it really stuck with me. So again, it's like, I probably heard someone say this, but, um, yeah. it's the whole like recipe thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, yeah, Moe's butter is probably going to taste the same, but like butter with like, I see yeah, asparagus yeah. and, uh, you know, paprika some kind of seasoning here, or paprika there, or like what, you know, it's like, it's like when you add these different components in a way, um, by the way, I don't even really like asparagus, but I just like <laughs> you add all these 
things together and like it creates something new based on like how you do it, the volume of salt or the volume of pepper or like however much we're adding or subtracting or what are we bringing in or what are we withholding? What are we not including? So like the, the recipe or combinations of ideas for our purpose in this conversation, ideas or themes or images or whatever. Um, that's where I have a lot of fun. And I think music videos are a place where you can do that specifically where it's like, what are two stupid fucking ideas that shouldn't belong in the same sure. concepts <laughs> or, or like uh, time periods or uh, worlds or uh, characters or personalities or textures or sounds, you know, uh, and I say two, but of course I mean like a full, a fuller combination, you know, of, of things that um, maybe aren't harmonious, maybe are, maybe live in contrast, maybe like, there's kind of tension when they are on screen together or whatever. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things that I'm like, I've, I, uh, get like off on. Yeah. That's a really good analogy too, bro. Like, uh, also like, don't you watch, do you watch like cooking shows or like master chef or like, for uh, sure. A huge Gordon Ramsay fan. Yeah. Huge Gordon Ramsay fan. But it's weird because when they speak, I almost feel like a kinship to the way that they not like Mm. analyze things. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I also, it's also at the same time, I'm like, I could never do like, that's, it's something that you, that's more what I feel. Yeah. As hard as we work for what we're doing and to understand and to be better at it, like they've also been doing that in something completely different. But yeah. it's amazing the parallels that I think they really, really are is, shared. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I always like listening to, to them talk about like, um, well, there's like a level of sweet that you have to kind of like cut with like a level of acidity, or yeah. you know what I mean. It's like, and I feel like with a story or with a um, uh, maybe it's not even a story, just just the presenting something kind of visually. It's like there is all those things are kind of living in this balance, like this right, ecosystem, right. you know, of like. They all kind of have to coexist. coexist. If something's like super sentimental and is just dripping with sugar, then it's like, ugh, it's too sweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's in, it is interesting. There is definitely a parallel there. But when it comes to like originality and things that I think are interesting and what I find like uh, life giving to me and my kind of like brain. It is like the weird concoctions, you know. Yeah, that you kind of the like things that you wouldn't normally together. think go together. Somehow finding a, a harmony, That's which a is really funny good, because yeah. this thought I've always had, I've always struggled with this, and we, I know we've talked about uh, this being one, a movie that really affected me early on. But Romeo and Juliet, yeah, and I always would kind of like talk about that movie and kind of be like feel like a distance from it because I, I would never make anything like that now. I just it's like a very specific aesthetic that I I love, but like not that I would like I don't I don't dabble in like specifically what's happening there. But I had a moment a few years ago. Where I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that like what Baz Luhrmann did there is like actually deeply within me. Like kind sure. of like burrowed pretty deep uh, in my in my psyche of like what I find to be interesting, which is like you know uh, '90s like kind of Venice Beach." Vi- you know, vibe, uh, mixed with semi post apocalyptic, futuristic, yeah. like I don't even know, mixed with uh, Shakespeare, right? You know, yeah, that makes sense. And I think that combo is like, uh, 
I mean, is everything about that movie great? No, I, for sure not. But like, there is a di- like a dynamism that comes like that weird combo, you know? Yeah. And I think that's always kind of lingered with me. No, that's a good point. What about you? What do you think? In terms of, of what aspect? Yeah, just like you sit down with a project and, and uh, where does your brain go? Yeah. I can I can talk specifically about documentary at the point at this point because I'm, I love that. Yeah. Because I'm about to go into a doc project. And um it's very similar. I have a question for you about that, by the way. Okay. Like when you kind of process this, I want something specific I want to ask you. Okay. Um so for instance, I I do look at opposites as well. I think opposites and and to me, in terms of a story, I'll talk about story for a second. Like, if you're going into a place that has a certain type of subject or whatever, you see that subject, and maybe that subject is very um, brutal or gritty or dark or whatever, my mind immediately goes to a place of beauty and smoothness to everything else surrounding that, even down to like Mm -hmm. the the lensing that I'm using or something, you know? Right. Like I wouldn't shoot, um, you know, we're, I'm about to go into this project with Oscar, um, in a couple weeks and it is that it's very gritty. And we were talking up front about like, okay, should we shoot anamorphic or should we shoot like this or that? And my head goes like, no, like, I think we should, I want this to, be balanced with like, I want to try and show how beautiful this thing actually is, you know, in, yeah. in terms of like, um, even the way that we shoot it, shoot the, the subject, we're, we're shooting them all below eye level. Like I want them to feel mm-hmm. larger mm-hmm. than life mm-hmm. inside of these spaces, you know? Um, so I think like, that's a pretty, like, easy find to me. Like my brain just naturally go like, I can't, I don't want to make something seem like it is. I want, I want a contrasting element. Well, what's interesting though, is like when I hear you say that is like, I don't think that when you say that you're about like altering reality or like, uh, 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 reimagining what you're finding. It's like, it's like the contrast is like highlighting what what's there. You know what I mean? So like, yes. So like, uh, because we're seeing it in this way that feels kind of like, um, it's gliding through, you're kind of able to put this like stuff in a, in a frame that like illuminates that like, um, grittiness. I, so I, I feel like if, if there was a, if there was, the instinct to like uh, enhance the grittiness with more grittiness and how you're shooting it. Right. I feel like you would lose like kind of the, the truth of what it would become very monotone, you know, yeah. Become one shade of color, like one note, like where it's like buzzing or humming. And it's like, it's, it's like the separation of these two things, like the subject and the, and the approach it, it like lives in this kind of like uh balance or harmony or something. Yeah. That- it's, I, I look at it in a music sort of, sort of terminology where I would look at it as like a chord, you know? Yeah. Like you have your yes. bass note, 
you have your midtone, you have your high, your high note. You know what I mean? I think there's, yeah. if you can strike a chord that's like, and imagine sort of using two hands too, where like one hand is like really dark and sort of, you know, right. pushing the bass, that's and a, you have a, these, these other yeah. sort of elements that are are lightening it up. You you get this very complex point of view, you know. And I think that's yeah. normally like what I'm looking for is something really complex in in every scene or instance in the film. Like I I don't like things that feel um like okay here you here you go there's a note you know like I want it to feel like yeah. a bunch of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because um, and, I mean, again, in just terms of documentary and like telling telling real life stories, um, and I hope this is like beneficial to people. But um, no, this is very interesting to me, at least. I think um, I think everything in life is in the gray area. I think everything is gray. You know, like everything is. If you have a sphere, I think everything is moving inside of it. You know, I don't think it's on, I yeah. don't think it's yin and yang. I don't really believe, um, I believe that there are opposites, obviously, but I don't think that one person or one thing or one subject can just be on one side or another. I think it's all gray. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what I'm interested in. And I think the only way that you can like truly sort of talk about those things is making something that is both sides at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. therefore you get something rather complex and that can actually, you know, I'm also about like, I'm not like a, uh, Werner Herzog where like, I'm trying to in like put myself into the story at all. Like I'm really trying to remove myself. Like it didn't exist, you know, like almost like the capturing of the thing wasn't a factor. Still the way you shoot there is like a there there are decisions being made that are no I don't, I don't say like noticeable but like there are clear decisions that are being made and there is like seems to be like control behind the camera for sure um as opposed to like a you know like a Maisel brothers thing like where same time it the the goal of like verite is impossible right like like to disappear and to to just be an objective viewer because at some point you're pointing the camera somewhere and then you're pointing the camera somewhere else. And so you're you're making decisions interpretation for sure. It's always going to be an interpretation, but is that kind of the spirit that you're after with this is like kind of trying to be objectively there or you, I don't know how, how would you kind of say like the uh, conceptually like the camera is, is doing what, you know what I mean? As far as that's concerned. Right. Um, like how would I decide or what for this? Specific no, no, no. Project? How would you, de- de- how would you describe like kind of where you guys have landed as far as like, um, the camera exists in this space. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like objectively showing things that you want to see or trying to show like the most truth unvarnished as possible. I think it's the latter, but I think there's tricks that you can, do to make that interesting i guess like yeah um I, i'm with with doc specifically i've just learned i mean you've done that you've done a lot of docs or, or real life sort of coverage in some way yeah. like, as well but 
the biggest thing that I've learned is just like you got to to like make a box for yourself when it comes to documentary because anything could happen. Like all the possibilities are are infinite, yeah. right? Like you yeah. got to set up some rules that your world will live by so that when you're in the real moment, you, you don't just go, you don't see all the options. You see only your options, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, can you get practically, what would that look like? Yeah. I, I get, I get, it's all practical. I think, um, so one of those things is like, how do we see a person? Do we see them? Um, so for one thing for this project is we're only going to see them from, um, below eye level or we're going to see them from above eye level like make some yeah there's nothing in between we're not going to shoot eye level right um and i can't really even say why i felt like that was the right choice but there's like which is kind of stasis right that feels kind of default for like for me i'm always thinking about shots mostly on eye level so that that does feel like that would be like a different um way of just moving the camera positioning the camera I, I also think um, another sort of practical that we're putting into this is we're either going to be all the way out or all the way in. There's not going to be like, uh, and what I you mean, mean just by like that, wides and close-ups. Uh, I think we'll be. I think even when you're far away, shooting them on sort of compressed lensing. You know what I mean? Got it. But I yeah. think um, nothing really in between. Like nothing. Vanilla, where it's just like we're just following this That's person. Cool. You know what That's I mean? That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're also shooting some 35 mil for uh, along with our Alexa stuff. So, um, again, sort of setting up rules. We're like, okay, this we're going to bring two lenses, one for the 35 mil, and then one for the Alexa, and we're only going to yeah. use those two yeah. lenses. Yeah, that's nice. That give us that sort of like. Uh, you know, world to live in, you know? Um, and so like <clears throat> when I'm thinking of like, just on the day, it's kind of like they become tools instead of like, uh, I mean, obviously they're tools, but they become like, um, you know, when I'm in the moment, I can see something and go, okay, I need this. I already know the answer. Like it's already set up for me for the answer to be easy. Yeah. You know, because I, I think anybody yeah. can get overwhelmed. Instead of just endless, options. endless opportunities and options. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few questions. Only because I literally just got done watching an episode of Cheer season two. Um, when you think about. This has nothing to do with Cheer, by the way, because I'm watching it. I obviously love it. Yeah. But the the last 10 years of documentary, whether it's like kind of branded doc or streaming docs where everything is kind of like gorgeous. Yeah. Where do you find yourself in the balance of like, okay, this should look pretty. This should look cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I feel like there's a danger, right. Of like what's happening (laughs) kind of with, uh, I mean, of course there are documentaries that, that aren't this and are like really kind of fantastic and and different, but it seems like we're being over the market's like overflowing with like docs that are just like beautiful. Sure. And kind of for like no reason, (laughs) you know, where it's like we're cutting to B roll. That's like, you know, whatever, I guess, I guess how, as someone who, who is in documentary more often than I am, um, 
how do you kind of like combat like the perfectly lit interview and uh, the gorgeous cinematic B-roll and uh, the kind of like weird, what was cool for a moment with like the imposter or something where it was like these insane, which, you know, it's kind of like a a buzzy, like one to single out. At least it was a few years ago. Like, as like okay, these these uh, reenactments that are like very cinematic, yeah, and blending sure. like narrative and documentary, and it looks amazing. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, as opposed to like you know, I mentioned like the Maisel Brothers or something, or like Barbara Koppel or Steve James or whatever, who who were much more like all oh, that's so secondary. Yeah, yeah, it's so secondary. You know. Yeah. How, how do you find that balance and kind of like one what clients want and look for and kind of like your own sensibilities? Well, I mean, it's a good question. I don't think I know the answer, but um, can we agree that it's kind of annoying? That every well, you know what is really annoying? I find something else rather annoying. What's that? Every, the amount of fucking drone shots and documentaries these days <laughs> is absurd. Yeah, yeah. Like to the point where I'm, I don't even think about bringing a, a drone on. Well, there you go. See, that's an interesting thing <laughs> to talk about. Just like, and part of it is the context within, like when you're making something. Like, no, we're not fucking doing this. Yeah, for sure. But Dude, so that's, that's half a the fun for me, though. Isn't it for you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, you're creating the band that's going to make the music, you know, like you got to create sort of the, I'm sure I'll get into slow motion again at some point, but that's one of those things with me right now where I'm like, I'm not fucking shooting slow motion. I mean, in terms of like, even just looking at inherit the earth from two years ago, that was, there's very similar sort of rules that we went into that thing where we're only going to shoot on Steadicam and we're only going to bring these lenses and nothing's going to be slow-mo. Like yeah. we wanted, I wanted to feel, and you could, which I, feels honestly, not that there aren't great docs that are slow-mo, but that feels specifically, um, yeah, poignant for, for, uh, nonfiction work to me. Like the amount of like having slow-mo that you, I feel like, again, can it work in a documentary? Absolutely. Obviously, but I think slow mo in a doc is like kind of violates something. Well, for it's me. a cop out. For, well, it's not. It's it's hard to say. It's, it's not because of course it's been done beautifully, effectively. But I don't know. May, and maybe this is me just being like too literal. No, but I'm I like, agree with you though. It just doesn't feel real. But again, it's, dude, it's coming back to our like original thing. It was which is like what's what may have started out as an original idea of like doing some slow mo whatever right. in this context has become, has become kind of hijacked. Yeah, yeah. Hijacked for sure. <laughs> I mean, think about something like, you know, we talked about the imposter, but think about something like Errol Morris, you know, thin blue line or something where there are these yeah. reenactments that are so fucking cool. Yeah. And effective. And we're so like profoundly original when that came out. This is why I guess where I'm saying context is important. I think with viewing any film is important. Like when did this come out? What was happening at the time? That's like how you have to watch movies, you know? Right. But for people who like aren't watching movies like we are care, uh, these rules still matter for like the general viewing public, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's a lot to balance, but like all these questions are, are, I think pretty important. I still feel like slow-mo is kind of still trickling 
out of the system of, of documentaries and content in general. But yeah. I think it is going in the right way of like treating them as treating it as a tool as opposed to like a, uh, yeah. I mean, when I think about, content. I mean, I just watched a ton of Spike Jones shit the other day and, and that, Oh man, I just watched it, but I, for, I forgot what artist it was for. When it's like the dude who's like burning, yeah, he's like running down. Man, the street. I'll tell you, I remembered that video, and I remembered the guy running down the street burning. But dude, honestly, I was watching that happening, and it's in super slow motion. That's why I bring it up. Um, and then there was a moment where you could see like the the top of the the front, like the like the frame of like the the window of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's and at, and I saw right, it at yeah. first, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like they did this. I hadn't, I hadn't seen this in a long time. I was like, "They did this probably for pretty cheap," and they're shooting out of a car. And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he should have like <laughs> reframed that or something. And then it starts to 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 slowly pan yeah. to the right, to that and there's girl, this yeah. little girl sitting in the back watching it all happen. And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing!" Like. Un, unreal like just incredible so th- I bring that up as like that's where slow motion is beautiful yeah it, and of course yeah. there's other great ways that it can be used but I think is it kind of it being like a, a, a like a to, like, cov- like cover all for, for that's what it and, normally is though yeah. like people go into a project saying okay I'm not going to have that much time I don't have that much crew I'm not going to be able to plan I'm not going to be able to like strategize so let me just come out of this with a ton of footage that I can manipulate That lasts later. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true, dude. Like if you, I mean, if you're going into a situation where um, things are moving real fast and you don't have a lot of time and you're just trying to create a feeling of a situation, yeah. then yeah, slow-mo might be your choice. Um. But it's just not for the in, not for five fucking minutes. You know what I mean? Like not, <laughs> the idea that we can go into a place and just shoot slow mo of somebody like working on papers and like reading their mail while a VO of their interview is happening. No more, guys. Like that is. I mean, not it good does feel anymore. like a decision that's made out of like desperation, of which course. I can I can one hundred percent understand, and I've been there big time but i see that i see that in my own work too like if i look back at my own work i'm like yeah what what is what did i think i was getting yeah you know what i mean just look i'm not trying trying to like equate myself to to robert oh man machoan machoan yeah (laughs) uh of course i mean he made a beautiful film and has made beautiful films um but I think when I heard Oscar talk about the way he would kind of like, I just under, I, I, I felt like a kinship to like um, the way he would, the way Oscar described him th- making decisions about like things that he just wasn't going to do. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's kind of the discussion we're having a little bit is like, um, rules for ourselves. Sometimes they're, they're uh, project dependent. Sometimes they're just like based on the individual taste aesthetic, you know, Dude, of, I, I of a feel filmmaker. like the rules to me are the original idea. Mm. And maybe that's too vague because it is specific, but that, that is kind of the point. Like it's specific to you 
And what what you decide not to do is just as important as what you decide well, to do. Well, I mean, I feel you know like I, mean? I, I have a lot of questions about um, people are always after like the va like the voice. Like how did how did like you like kind voice? of land land yeah, how did you kind okay. of like uh, develop your voice as a filmmaker? Um, and one I would say make a ton of stuff. Yeah, I don't sure. know. I feel like it I am like just like beating a dead horse over and over and over and over again saying that and young filmmakers are like we fucking get it like we hear, hear that from everybody you're not making enough though I haven't seen all the work guys yeah <laughs> I think that that is it though is that but what I was gonna say obviously that's the case make a ton of shit but developing like a, a voice or whatever is like I, I haven't I honestly haven't thought about it like this until we had this conversation but is a ton uh, about what you won't do. Yeah, what you don't do. What like what you kind of refuse of to, yeah. what you refuse to like, just whether it's taste or like whatever. I don't want to get into to like those things for me because I feel like they're kind of precious and I don't want to like voice Divulge them necessarily. Them. <laughs> not even like I don't want people to hear them. It's just maybe that's kind of like annoying. I don't know. I'm not trying to be annoying, but um, there are things that I think like people I could speculate. Perhaps. Go ahead. Me? <laughs> I know you too well. I would be divulging the the entire shit. I'll tell you one thing that I hate and that I kind of don't think I'll ever do, but maybe, you know, I'm I'm young and this could change. But uh one thing that I hate that I, I don't employ when when I'm like shooting something is like little micro adjustments. So like imagine you've got like a static shot. Yeah on sticks of maybe it's like a close up of, uh, uh, a guy sitting at his desk at work, right? He leans down to get something out of yeah, his, out of yeah. his filing cabinet. And then he comes back up and he jots a few notes on a pad. Blah, blah, blah. For me, the whole thing of like, I wish you could see what my hands are doing right now when you're listening, you're, but you're kind of like a camera, two fingers, like a camera. Yeah. Well, I have, I actually have four fingers up right now. Okay. So you had two. At, at the I had two. And then you started describing it and changed it to four. Um, <laughs> Cause you didn't want to do what I was saying. <laughs> uh, but the whole, and maybe what I just described is too much movement. Cause you would have to maybe, but like the idea of moving the camera in small ways to kind of readjust the frame to a movement that you weren't anticipating for yes. talent. I hate it because you don't, you're not, it feels you're indecisive not, to me. Yeah. You're not reacting. You're composing. Like that's what you're, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I just, I like when things kind of like, f like don't even actually like when someone's half in frame, and then they kind of wander back into frame and they're kind of like kind of dipping out of it. Like, and the camera is staying like constant. Yeah. That's something that, um, well, for whatever reason, I just like can't get enough of. Let me, so let me little, push like, back a little bit. Micro though. adjustment. Okay. Okay. In terms of just like, so that's very specific to you and sort of, and, but how I would look at it, uh, for myself. Right. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that like you just, whatever you just said. Um, <clears throat> to me, I look at micro adjustments as like a way to divulge information for a story, perhaps like, let me give, give you an example. 
for presence, there was one character in the entire movie. Um, and also like a point in the movie in which we went from everything at the camera is like, like knows where they're going and is predictive. And then there's a switch in which we start reacting to things mm -hmm. because the character in the movie doesn't know something is about to happen. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. So if you look at it from just like, just giving examples to the listeners, right? Like yep. if you look at it in terms of just story or character or whatever, um, there are tools like that that you can sort of change the perspective from the audience's point of view about my like, response to that would just be like, cool, but making micro adjustments to the framing is not one of those tools that I'm ever going to use <laughs> personally, personally, yeah, and it's, it's just like, and I, I get what you're saying. And I think that that is very true and cool. And I, I agree. Um, I, I don't even, the, the specific one doesn't matter. It's just like, um, saying that to be like, that is one of those things that like informs other decisions that sure. I'm making. You know what I mean? And I think collectively those like kind of like we're in the, maybe, maybe it's like tendencies that I have or you have or other filmmakers have that collectively they kind of create this lens through which we see the things we're filming. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, I guess I'm trying to wrap it back and just be like those things that like kind of, we decide not to do or to do. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, I feel like that collection of decisions is kind of like the, the look, right? Like yeah. the voice. And but I, I and I think I'm talking in, in more of like a kind of technical camera way, but obviously, obviously there's, other things that are a bit deeper than that. Let me ask you this. Like, talk about. <clears throat> why do you feel so strongly about, um, I think what one perspective or one thing that I'm picking up is that I think you have sort of rules, overarching rules, and then you have mm -hmm. sort of project rules. I'm not talking to you yeah, specifically, yeah, 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 absolutely. but I'm absolutely. talking like people in general, directors, there are sort of like, there are things that I'm just not interested in, like a super overarching, like this is my yes, career. And that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah, from project yeah. to project, I'm not going to do these things. And those things can change. Over time, you mean? Over time. Yeah, over time. For sure. Slowly. Yeah. But then inside that project, I think you narrow it even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think as specific projects demand kind of like their own playbook, you know? Um, and, and I think with inside of the parameters, like you described of kind of like some overarching, like for me, like Jared Hogan, like kind of taste yeah. aesthetic markers. Like there are like project to project kind of decisions that are made as well, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting uh, sort of idea about, I never really thought about it that way as far as like. Do you have an example of something that is kind of an overarching, like Christian Schultz staple? Um, let me think. I wonder of, if we could think of one for each other. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. <laughs> I might need a second, but see if you can think one for yourself first. I'm just curious. Um, and these things also, I feel like, again, for for like younger younger listeners, like our filmmakers listening, it's like, I don't think these are things that you can just like decide copy. on. I think, yeah. I yeah, I think, I think that um, 
it comes through like, ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? Like you just make a lot of stuff and it's like, oh, I just don't like what's happening. Okay, or so the, I will never do that again based on something that happened, whatever. So do you have one? Yes. I only, uh, if I'm moving the camera, I only do Z axis, which means back and forth. I never do parallel. Same, actually. Like, I wonder if that is, yeah, same. Very, 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 very. I think, but you'll do a parallax, won't you? No, not really. I would do a parallax, but I wouldn't do just like a side to side. I think uh, even even if I open that up a, a little bit more, I would say I'm 99% z-axis, which again means back and forth, like like and like toward and like kind of a push and, in or a pull out, yeah, push in or pull out. Um, and I would if I did a parallel, I would I would never go diagonal across like if you're looking at a plane you see sort of north south east and west i would only go east west or i'd only go north south i would never go anything in between and that's like yeah. it hurts my brain to think that someone not some i mean people can do whatever the fuck they want but that someone would go across the fucking plane um, right but again that comes from my love of fincher that comes from my love of mike mills that comes from my like years of just ingesting movies and practicing that for myself and then going, I do, this is, this is what I appreciate about camera movement. It's either pushing in towards something or it's pulling out to reveal something, you know? Yeah. Um, Which sounds limiting, but as someone who also feels that way, beautiful about it though, dude, you're right. It limits, it only limits what, what the, what you're pushing to like, it only limits the the what you can do with the story. If you're pushing in for no reason, I think that's another thing. It's like, yeah, pushing in for no reason is something that I would very rarely rarely do. Like just having sort of movement. I think you know, I've I've developed over time with the camera movement, sort of like uh, a way to sort of pre-edit myself while I'm shooting as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Only knowing that I need this shot because of X, you know, therefore we're doing this pull out, you know? Yeah. What's one for you? Oh, I already gave you one. What? But we just talked about the micro adjustments. That's like an overarching thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought you were just getting granular. No, no, no. Dude, watch anything I've ever made. Seriously. Go back 10 years. No, I, I, I can, I know your work very well. Like I've never seen sort of like a <laughs> it just moving camera happen. really at all. Like it's, if there, I mean, obviously if it's handheld, different rules, there are different rules are employed, but if it's static, well, dude, you, you also will not, very rarely you probably go won't, handheld. I, yeah. I rarely go to handheld, handheld and dude, also you should try and find a pan or a tilt. That is true though. You, you That's a less hard and fast though. rule, but it, you'd be hard pressed to find them. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we finish this, people are gonna fucking send us some gifts of just all the shit that we <laughs> have in there. If it's anyone like, cares that much, God, I'm so blessed. I hope people care. That much. <laughs> they do not, but that would be cool. Um. Okay, so I wanted to. Okay, wh- one for you. Um, hmm. There's not one that you can look at my work and go. Yeah, no, no. I'm just, I'm just chill, just chill, chill man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 
like 20 <laughs> seconds to think about it. Um, hmm. I, I wonder if you would say that mine feels like similar to itself. Like, does it feel like it fits in like a smaller sphere? You know what I mean? Like, does it feel like more, everything feels more similar to each other? Oops, sorry. Everything feels more similar to each other where I feel like you have a bit more breadth in your work. Do you think that's true? In terms of just like styles? Maybe style, maybe even just like subject matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm because I'm thinking about, did I always get the name of this wrong? I'm sorry. A Million Tiny Lights? A Million Shining Lights. A Million lights. Shining Lights? yeah. I get it confused because you had that good treatment up there that says tiny lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah, fuck, I can't remember. Um, uh, and that feels like you have that versus like Inherit the Earth, which are like inherently kind of similar. Right. But also like, I guess we're looking for the for the crossover. And that's why I brought up like kind of like the wandering camera. Um as something that I feel like you've employed a lot more recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's an evolve. Um, That's the hard thing is things evolve over time. Right. Pretty significantly. Yeah. But if, and then if I think about the season of your work, that was more like what you did, uh, at music bed. Um, it was, and again, I'm not, no, no, this was a while ago and no like judgment here, um, based on our earlier conversation, but like a lot of handheld slow motion. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, I think the way that you would shoot like close-ups on a face were pretty unique. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of like a thing that I'd noticed you not doing. And I don't know if I, if I can put my finger on one, like, uh, um, let me say one for you. Maybe that'll that'll open it up for me too. <laughs> You're gonna hate this one so much, dude. <laughs> but I think it takes it needs further explanation. Are you ready? Don't hate sure. me for saying this because I think you may. Have, it, I'm gonna say it in a way that's gonna discount what it actually is. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, Can't wait. Bad dancing. Hmm. Hmm. And you want me to explain this? Um, maybe not explain. I don't want to give any sauce away, but you actively go against sort of, and I know you've worked with choreographers before. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think even those choreographers that you would choose um, employ sort of like what you're trying to find is not necessarily like, you have so Dude, much. Will move, say, you have so much movement yeah. in all your in all of your videos. Yeah, even oh, narrative that, stuff. That, that that that's a good line of thinking. That I wasn't. Th I was. Th I was still thinking more like, kind of technique. Yeah, yeah. But I think your your movement is so inherent to you that I think it. I would like you to try and talk your your. Can you give me a few examples? To, to help me understand like maybe the thread, you know, like, like what are you like in, in what, in what pieces? I'm just curious. Um, and I, I wouldn't say like there, this is like entire, but I, even the one that we shot together for HC McIntyre. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even, when you said that I, I had some things that came to mind, but that was not one of them that I thought about. 
Um, but I think H.C. McIntyre, Joji's Demons music video. Even See, I would say that's not bad dancing. That's fucking like insane dancing. And that's why I think I, maybe bad dancing is sort of the wrong word, but I don't think but it I is. But I do. I mean, I you can think to- about bad dancing with Wilder Love, like my, 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 my dude Skip. Yep. With his shirt off. Uh, I can think about uh, the first John Mark video that yeah, I did with everybody yeah. dancing bad. Um, I could think about, uh, oh, I had another one. Oh, I mean, you could say Muse. Yeah. Roughly. You yeah. know, like, I feel like that's probably the same. Um, yeah, there's probably more. Even, if, um, you know, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's just, ex- I mean, I think it's just expressiveness, you know? I don't know. I think I'm kind but of But it's after. a very specific type of expressiveness. And I know, because uh, I've been with you on set, like a lot of times you're guiding these people into a very specific <laughs> thing that is, yeah. ma- like it really is sort of magic because it doesn't make any sense when you're just watching it, like especially in person. It's not like, a, oh, that was beautiful, but it's in the context of the edit almost that makes it beautiful. You know what I mean? And I'm just wondering if there was like an original sort Dude, of- I honestly, I, I probably would just have to give credit to, um, I, I think like working earlier in my career, we haven't made anything together in a while, but working with Eric Hurchin. Um, Tell me about and that. I, th- I think that a lot of it probably came from his affection for like David Byrne. Oh, that's so true, man. Um, yeah, dude, there's like this weird ethos that goes so many layers back that I think it's good for people to hear for sure. David Burns by Talking Heads, you mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. God, that's I mean, so if you true. watch the the thing that that Spike Lee just, uh, I think it's called American Utopia, um, which is just incredible. Have you watched this on HBO? No, I haven't. No. Um, I mean, that's like the most recent one, but I think you. I mean, I remember Eric and I talking specifically about, uh, I forgot who did this video. Was it Martin Detero who did the, uh, the St. Vincent, um, uh, David Byrne music video. I'm going to look this up real quick. Yeah. Martin Detero. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe I got that right. That was amazing. Um, it's a video called who, and I remember it's actually funny, dude, you'll watch this. And then if you watch this and then watch, I actually have not even thought about that. But if you watch this and then watch Love at the End, the first music video I ever did, <laughs> which be came like, first, Wait a second, this, yours or oh, uh, definitely this David Byrne, okay. St. Vincent one. Um, I don't want to call it like a rip, but you will see like there are some serious similarities. One, it's in black and white. Two, it's in like scope. But yeah, I mean that's a little bit like maybe overly simplistic of where that came from. But that was like early on, like, you know, dude, I feel like when you are getting started, your work is pretty like directly derivative, you know, of, right. of very specific things. Um, dude, and this I think, is fascinating to watch. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you are watching that, this video and you go to like, um, you know, a minute in or something, you'll be like, wait a second. I've seen yeah, this. Did Jared make this? <laughs> it's like, absolutely not. Jared ripped this off about seven years ago. Um, I wouldn't say rip it off, but maybe somebody would. You know, we're all just a collection of our influences, you know? And I don't yeah. even think I would have thought about this as, as uh, 
I just kind of, yeah, I mean, you asking that question, I'm like, yeah, David Byrne was a big deal for a lot of the conversations that we were having when we were making some of those early videos. Um, so that was part of it. And, you know, dude, I, I remember like, um, it's that thing like where you, you are like, like kind of in your earlier formative years, like in like high school or middle school listening to music. And this is how it was with my brother. Like he would show me like a band and then he would kind of like move on. Right. Like he would, he would right. go off and listen to other things. And then, uh, but I was exposed to that one thing. And then I kind of go on my own journey a little bit, you know? So it's yeah, like, yeah. I feel like this is the example of that a little bit, like where it was like, I was exposed to this thing. And then this led to another thing that led to another. Do thing you also think it thing. was, um, because when I think back, just my time playing music, so much of, if you take music videos aside, like, so much of being a band and also playing live and sort of like your voice as a as a band is how you move. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what makes what made me sort of attracted to an artist, um, aside from their music, is sort of how they like how their bodies moved to their own music. That's super you know I mean? interesting. Yeah, that ha- I would say that had maybe that's where your head is and has been and kind of how, how you think about things. Um, for me, with the exception of like the example I just gave of David Byrne, I'm like, I couldn't care less. Like for, I have no affection for live music whatsoever. And I never think about like, like music for me is like a soundtrack to something that I'm making. Not yeah, yeah. like, it's kind of like it belongs to to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I, I always am kind of like turned off, honestly, when I think about, um, I don't really care about live music, which is kind That's of so weird because I, yeah. I love music so much, but I love music so much like in my car or I love <laughs> music so much like when I'm sad or like when I'm working and I just need something to put on uh, to feel a certain way. But like, I went to a concert last year of one of my favorite, it was a Phoebe Bridgers concert. And I love, I like, she's been my top artist for the past like three years on Spotify. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad show. Part of it was my wife was supposed to come and she couldn't cause she got sick and I went by myself and it was like me and like <laughs> just 20, a bunch of sc- people screaming like, 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 like 16 year olds. <laughs> no, no, no. Not like me. Is Phoebe Bridgers um, a young crowd? I feel like she's pretty young, sort yeah. of like, Oh, that's interesting. At least who I was around. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, all like preteens and stuff, but it was like, it was probably like 20s, early 20s. Uh, and I just like kind of was like, I'm not enjoying this. I don't like that <laughs> something that feels so personal to me yeah. is now being enjoyed corporately. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody know like all these little like intonations in the song that like I love and mean a lot to me and like I remember and I've memorized or like whatever. Everybody knows yeah, that. You're that's not, not interested fun. in everybody having that's the same not, experience. No, that's not cool. I don't enjoy that. Like I thought this was mine. I didn't know any I didn't know other people. <laughs> so uh so anyway, kind of kind of as a reaction to kind of what you said, I'm like I wouldn't even know how artists move to their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh 
I think that maybe, maybe to circle it back a little bit, I'm like thinking about that first video we made for John Mark. It's like, I was kind of like, and I think Eric and, and Blake who helped out with it too. I'm like, um, what's a way in which they can move that makes zero sense to this song? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, what's the way, what yeah. way can they move that feels like it, it doesn't fit. Um, and that feels expressive. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go into kind of like the, the some of the conceptual conceit behind um, that video, but I don't, don't really care to do that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that everything that we've talked about, you can kind of trace it back to that video for me, at least because it was just the first one, you know, and I right, feel like right. things have kind of grown and blossomed from there. But um Anyway, I don't know how. Oh, yeah. So to your point, that's a good one. That's a good call out. I feel like that is, uh, you know, f- to to be kind to uh, the real dancers who have been in my videos who have like knocked it out with like fantastic choreography. Obviously, you don't qualify as bad dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, but, dude. It's not bad dancing. It's specifically bad. You know what I mean? Or specifically <laughs> odd. Sure. Know? Dude, that, yeah. does, that, 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 does that offend you? Did I, did no, I, it doesn't offend me. I just wouldn't want for it to offend someone who does it for a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you thought of one for me yet before we wrap it up? <sighs> I, was, I, was, I was looking through your Vimeo page, and uh, I, I, can't, I can't help but like just feel like the uh, – and I feel like this is like a cop out kind of compared to like how specific yours was. Um, but there is just like, and I think maybe inherit the earth feels like uh, the outer edge of this, mm-hmm. but there is like a warmth. I wish I had a better word for it, but there's like something about your work that feels like there's a lot of like warmth and like care mm. for like who's on screen. Yeah. And I feel like mine is almost like contempt for who's on screen. <laughs> I mean, not really, of course, but like kind of like what can I put them through? Um, uh, can I put them in like a small place? Um, can I make them do weird things on camera? And I feel like with you, it's almost like there's like a much more like gentleness to like how you treat the the figures that are on screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see that. Um, and I, I feel, I mean, I'm looking at like everything here on your, on your Vimeo page and I'm like checking everything off for for me. It just feels like there is like a, like tenderness to like what you're making that feels like, and I think that goes hand in hand with kind of like your nonfiction kind of like documentary work. And I, and I know sometimes you don't like being pegged as that, um, does that still bother you? Um, I mean, dude, I think you need to stop letting it bother you. I think it that's doesn't bother me. I think um, what I was afraid of when I first left Music Bed, what like uh, seven years ago, was um, yeah that I wouldn't be able to spread my wings into the other things that I love to do. You know that if I just kept yeah. Just kept right. If you were like totally pigeonholed into that one, one, yeah. like which one I was, thing. dude. Like for for a couple of years, it took me about two years to sort of get get out of that zone, 
And I mean, I look at Inherit the Earth and A Million Shining Lights like a, I would say, big steps forward for what you did, what, what you do in nonfiction. What do you mean? Like, I think, you know, your frustration with getting pegged as like the guy who shoots like little mini docs. Yeah, actually. Okay. Um, going from everything that we talked about, as, as, as good as I think, you know, the ones that you did at, at um, Music Bed are, there is something different. Like you're entering a completely different kind of sphere. Yeah. But dude, I, like I, I honestly arena. think that's because I don't do it as much as I used to. That mm. when I, when I do decide to do those projects, they have to be really special because, yeah. of, because it's like one, because I, I don't know. I, I take documentary like very seriously, like in yeah. terms of just like my, energy that I put into it because I know that it's really easy to make a bad documentary and it's really hard to make a great documentary. You know what I mm. mean? Like, but wouldn't you say that's true with everything? Yeah, for sure. But I think, in, but in, in, in do you feel of, more responsibility with people's real stories? Yes. That's, I think that's what I'm saying. And I think that whatever you want to call it, warmth or just like whatever is, is because of that to a large, uh, large yeah. degree, because I feel, and and this comes from sort of many, many projects of sort of just half-assing documentary work too, Mm. where I'm like just leaning on my editing skills or my like interviewing skills or whatever. And you come out with something that's very vanilla and just like, oh, this is just content, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really interested in that anymore. Like I want to make, if I'm going to do a documentary, I don't, I'm not also really not interested in making something like the imposter or, or thin yeah. blue wine or, or something in that realm. Like I, I'm trying to, um, I would like to attempt to make something that's never been done before in terms yeah. of documentary, you know? Yeah. Um, or push some sort of boundary. We should have a full documentary episode tomorrow. I want to talk about a lot of it. I know we kind of did today, but let's, I know we did our three favorite docs and stuff, but dude, this is like for it to be something that you do so much. Yeah. And it's so funny dude, because when I was in college, I was like, I'm going to make documentaries, which is interesting because, so I just have like, I have so much that I'm like fascinated with in this space that I don't explore myself. Yeah. And I don't totally know what happened. I think I, I don't know how that happens, you know, just like you kind of, you, you get like you just take the opportunities that are given to you, man. Yeah, I know. But it's like, it's not just an opportunity thing. It's like, I was obsessed with nonfiction and then it just kind of like bled into something else. Yeah. It's I weird how that happens though. You know? Yeah. But anyway, I just have so many thoughts about documentary and I have a lot of love, especially for kind of like some older documentaries and stuff. Um, that'd be kind of fun to talk about. I don't know if you might guess crap but um i do i like it this season of good is sponsored by good treatments good treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials music videos features and branded content we've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments only to have to start from scratch on the design with good treatments you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time with drag and drop tools you simply replace your images copy and paste your text and you're good to go 
For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.